Welcome to episode three of the F1 Money Game Podcast, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy Sports, this one sporting app that offers all pickums for F1 to win some money. Use our promo code F1 Money Gang or the link in the description for a hundred percent match deposit to get you started. And we also have a partnerships with Grid Rivals Fantasy F1, so it's not too late to play. I know we've only gone two two races into the season, but you can still sign up and it's free. Uh, again, the links are in the description. So, but let's kick it off. Race number three, Australian Grand Prix. Um, before we get started and go around the table with our with our crew here, just take you through some of the the key stats for the race. Uh, this is a street circuit at Albert Park. We're looking at the C two, C three, C four compounds this weekend. Uh, medium, maybe high setup depends on who which which team actually uh laps we're looking at 58 i think 53 is going to be classified low degradation for your tires four drs zones so that's going to be new and the weather is a little tricky uh we're looking at about 18 degrees celsius 65 fahrenheit for our u.s peeps and um yeah there's some there's some chance of rain. I think it's calling it for potentially for FP1. Uh, sounds like Sunday the race should be fine and clear. But uh, yeah, a few more uh, other tidbits. Australian GP usually will have one of the highest average speeds, about 140 miles per hour to 35 kilometers per hour. Uh, it does. It is a street circuit, but this does have a little bit more generous runoff compared to other street circuits like Baku and like you saw last week in Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and, uh, let's just go ahead and just get a quick recap for last week's race, since it's been almost two weeks before we get into this week's race with the crew. So uh, I do want to point out one thing, the community bet that we have going in our discord channel, there's a link in the description, by the way, if you haven't joined yet is 16 and three all time. So Two and zero on the season, sixteen and three all time. It is the absolute bank right there. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, I should say, we had voted Alpine double points and it hit just like always, guys. I mean, it's pretty incredible that the community bet just continues to hit. Only three losses all time. I mean, that's pretty sweet. I, I can't can't say enough, and not just that. We allow everyone to place a vote. What, uh, Renegade, what is it? When, when do we get uh, everyone to get to vote? Is it like on I Saturday? Think it's right? about, yeah, uh, on Sunday is the vote about uh, an hour, two hours before the race. Yeah, two hours before the race. Yep, two hours before the race. Everyone gets to submit and then vote. And there were what, like nine picks? And I think out of the nine or ten, seven out of them seven of them hit and we can go back and check that but the one that was voted the most was alpine double points and it hit so two and zero in the season 16 and three all time but let's go ahead and go around the table and uh just quickly talk about the saudi gp and your and just to recap a bet uh one that you were just so adamant about uh let's talk about it let's go uh let's start with jinx because this is his first time 
on the 2023 F1 Money Gang podcast. What is up, my man? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're doing a lot better this year. Um, you know, last week went eight and two overall, um, 14 and a half units up um, on the year, 12 and seven um, up over 19 units. So a lot better year. Um, as you guys know, last year that we're listening, I was a regular, um, but just had the worst luck um, last year. But, um, you know, this this year, you know, things have been better. Um, probably, I mean, I know we all rode signs over Leclerc um, when that went out. Um, but one pick that I got out early, um, it was on DraftKings. Um, it was a two-pick parlay, um, just a unit to win 1.2 units. Um, and I grabbed Perez uh, top six, and it was minus 450. Um, but the main reason I did it was because I was able to get Ocon points at minus 125. Um, so just doing those two, I got plus 120 odds. Um, and, you know, for, I mean, now any Red Bull is going to be close to six, 700 for a top six. Um, and, yep. you know, this is one of Ocon's best tracks. Um, and minus 125, that was a steal. Totally. Totally. And I think we we can all agree that we're semi-Alpine fans just because they just continue to make us money yes they disappoint every so race every so often here but yeah a big big time big cat ocon fan um awesome man let's go to renegade what about you yeah, my so, friend so last week was pretty good i had uh three units up and there's some unlucky i had both aston martins to finish in the in the points at a decent price and so that was that. But I think the best one was uh, Lance Stroll was at plus 100 to be in a, in a group to be, uh, I think it was the two Alpines and some other, like a Haas or something, to beat them in qualifying at plus 100. And it went off minus 300. So I've, I don't think we'll be getting that line again. But, and there was some double Alpine points and we had uh, signs over Leclerc because Leclerc was taking the grid penalty so it was always good when yeah, they and I come d- in. And I do want to call out you first bet Alpine top 10 before the community bet which we were all in love with and we got that at plus 200 and then me as soon as the community bet confirmed I just doubled down on it and just went more just because you have to at this point. Nice yeah. yeah, and it's crazy because this week Alpine top ten plus one twenty to start off with, no longer plus two hundred. We had a gift last week. We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then our boy Call a Footy. What's going on? Hey man, how you doing? Hey, uh, so last week six and zero, as you know, and it was uh, it was it was a great weekend. You guys know on the pod we did. Um, Two and all with uh, even money at over fifteen and a half. If you guys remember that, uh, we hit it earlier on the podcast, like in the week. So you guys already we were already talking about it. That was one of my favorite bets. Then the other one was uh, Bolt Alpine to be classified. Uh, that one also hit. But I'm just I'm very humble. Six and all on the Discord, you know, nothing big. Uh, I, but the one thing that really hurt me was. Um, if you guys were on the Discord, um, uh, I play fantasy lineups, and I shared a first mm-hmm. place out of 10,000 people lineup, and a penalty on Alonso, 
the goal, the going back and forth, back and forth, and uh, DraftKings paid out, and they did not want to pay me a first place uh, money. So I unfortunately gave you a first place pick, but did not get paid for it. So I was disappointed all week. I've been fighting with them. They pretty much told me, "Sorry, we can't do anything about it." So. But overall, it was great, great weekend. Uh, I, I think the whole Discord did great. We have added a new feature. You can see it in the in the video of uh, some of the winning circle slips uh, from the Discord attached to the pod. Uh, some new additions. So uh, if you're not in the Discord, I highly recommend you guys joining in. Yeah, definitely. The Discord, uh, there's more people in there. We have a bunch of tipsters as well. I mean, there's... We've literally got every market covered when it comes to uh, the F1, uh, just from Bavada to locals to the UK books. I mean, books I've never even heard of. I sometimes think you guys are creating some names at times. But and the um, good part about that is that there's, uh, you know, uh, there's bet, like if you're in the Discord, you could see the the bets happening live, so you could get the best lines as soon as it happens, and you know you're not sitting on some website six hours later and the lines are off so the yep discord is a great great look i did i did want to go back to that comment about your dfs because that was a solid hit um but not that this will make it any better for people that may have been on the wrong end of this uh there was a lot there was a big mess across dfs price pick underdog even just bets being confirmed because of that it is it was absolutely wild i kind of felt bad for anyone that was on the wrong end and you know shame on you bookies if you didn't do the right thing but good for you bookies if you paid out and the way you should have paid out so um you know apologies to any of those that actually got screwed from that so i do want to say that um we'll we'll get him this week right so yeah exactly exactly um uh, yeah, as for me, I think the the, the biggest thing for me, uh, as you guys know, I like race head-to-heads. I like to digest the FPs and before I get into any, and I just like to bet the race head-to-heads. I like to see some data on the track before I go out. And uh, Russell over Stroll actually was uh, pretty easy. I mean, he just DNF'd, which made it very easy, but I was still very confident that he was going to still beat stroll he was out pacing him basically with his tires you could see stroll was actually losing uh in degradation with his tires faster than than russell and that's actually what i saw from from some of the data and uh yeah pretty simple pretty easy um but yeah let's go ahead and uh get into australia gp there is I do want to call out, I, that's why I kind of paused there before I went into any more specifics about the Australian GP. Um, the four DRS zones, um, that, that is going to be very interesting. And the reason why I want to bring that up very quickly is um, we I've seen some things, and I specifically from F1 data analysis, I love that he's been focused in on DRS with these cars. And there was some some talks about that and having an extra drs actually gives you kind of an advantage and that's why i think that there's going to be some some cars here that might actually um excel more than we expect and not saying that 
Haas is going to win or anything, but Haas is an example of one of those cars who has just done, it's just been massively effective when the DRS is open. And we're talking about like they're hitting up to 335 kilometers per hour, which is close to Red Bull, which tops Williams, who Williams has been at, you know, up there in the past year uh, when it comes to top speed. So something just to keep in mind. Um, you have an extra DRS zone, so there's going to be some uh, correlation between the cars that have effective DRS versus the ones that don't. So keep that in mind also when you go into the next race, because then you may not have that ability. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, let's just go maybe quick round table and um, get some thoughts and see who has a bet. I would like to hear some because I don't have a whole lot. But I would like to hear everyone else's. So I'm going to leave it open to any one of you who wants to just step in, who wants to dive into the fire today. I'll go first. Oh, okay, go ahead. There, there you go. So uh, my main pick would be uh, for Charles Leclerc to get a podium. And I think the price justifies it. You can get it, can be, have it around plus 175 which I don't know what they're doing there. But most other books have it around about plus 150. It's near enough a head-to-head with Alonso, although not quite. And I think that in Bahrain, that performance just sticks out where he was just clear of Alonso. There was no chance he was going to catch him. And then he, well, he DNF'd. And then in, in Saudi... He was going through the field quite fast. You know, he cleared Lance Stroll, who's mm-hmm. also in Aston Martin quite easily. And Sainz did as well after the, because he, he overcame. And I think it's fair to say that Claire has more pace than Sainz. Totally. And I just, I just feel that it should, it's more 50 50 who's going to get the podium between Alonso and Claire. Uh... And also just, just a, a few more things. Uh-huh. With the low deck, that's going to help Ferrari because they're not going to, as they have problems with tyre wear. And also, uh, Aston Martin don't have that straight line speed. So even if they do get into DRS, they're going to struggle to overtake the Ferrari, which has decent straight line speed. Yep. Or top mm-hmm. speed, but yeah. And let's, to kind of piggyback off that one and why I do also like that one against the Aston Martins, and I'm going back to the, the, the common theme I just discussed, DRS effectiveness. Aston Martin is the lowest on the grid with DRS effectiveness. So they lose an advantage in this situation because there are four zones. And let's just be real ferrari does have a little bit faster car they just got their they got other problems they have to deal with so i do like that one and what was the odds again can be and what is it so plus 175 yeah wow is it really it, it, it is podium finish wow okay okay well now on uh dk it's plus 140 let's go i'm just browsing through all of them right now i want to see uh if we got any others uh that have it any better but 175 is really good actually 
that's actually a really good one. Because I saw it opened at plus 100, and I thought, like, that's a bit short, but the rest, it seems to have drifted out. It, it, it is painful. It is going to be painful, but what do they always say? Sometimes The hardest picks to make with handicapping are the right picks. Those are the ones, because the ones you've got to just, you just got to swallow and say the odds are good. Everything lines up for it. You've got to take it because the easy picks are the ones that are, are the, the crushers really more than anything. So among one more clue was in qualifying. Leclerc was, he was clear of Alonso in qualifying. Oh yeah. Shows the car is, is it still there? Yeah. I mean, Quali uh, on the quali times, Leclerc definitely on in Saudi Arabia was ahead of him, and in Bahrain actually, uh, let's see, he was ahead of him too as the quali best time. So yeah, I like it. I like it. I just don't think I can get one. I don't think I can get that, which sucks, man. Kind of want that. I'm just browsing through odds right now. All right, so you got Leclerc, podium. I feel like that's going to be a, a nomination for a community bet. You watch. It's going to happen. Um, let's go Jinx. Jinx, man. Um, yeah, I'm with everything uh, migrating to Red Bull, um, dominating. Um, you know, last year I was known as the back-of-the-grid specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going back there again. Um, I'm, looking oh, at, no. I'm looking at Haas versus Williams right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, last no. year, last year Williams, um, you know, they scored a point with Albon. Um, he got tenth, but he started twentieth, um, and he did that fifty lap, fifty-seven lap stint on hards before he came into the pits for softs. Um, so, I mean, that's just more so track position when the safety car came out. I mean, they don't have Latifi, but they do have Sargent. Um, and as Rennie was mentioning with the Ferraris, um, when you look at the max speeds last week, um, Sargent was just. 336.7 kilometers, and then Hulkenberg was 336.6, and Magnuson 336.2. And just looking at the qualifying, uh, Haas should eat, both be in the Q2, and both of the Williams should be out in Q1. Um, this is a tough track to overtake. I mean, maybe tougher than Spain, now that Spain Sector 3 has gotten straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see this being an easy track to overtake, even with the added DRS zone. Um, Haas this year, I mean, Hulkenberg's been very good in qualifying. Um, but we've seen him fade a little bit, but Magnuson's been keeping it clean. Um, and, you know, they've been yeah. battling for points. So if, if Haas doesn't have a classic Haas start, um, this should be an easy bet. Well, I will mention Hulkenberg overrated. I will stand by that. But I do like the fact that you do have more seasoned drivers versus the ones that are you know you have a rookie and then albon i don't know what you would call him at this point i don't even know what he's going to be um and what were the odds on that uh, it was minus 120 um minus and, I, and then we yeah. put up on the website we did the team ranking mm-hmm. and i believe haas was ranked seventh six or seventh and um for the you know this track and i had put uh williams at ninth and i mean they've made a little bit of ground, you know, in high speeds, but I mean, that's that's really their only main, you know, strength. They still struggle in the corners, and I mean, the only reason they're not last is because Alpha Tori is just falling apart. Um, so I mean, they're still not really a good car. The Haas is a better car, um, and you have better drivers. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, well, that, all... that should be that should be a minus one forty five to minus one sixty line in all fairness, and it probably will be after qualifying. Yeah, definitely shouldn't be minus one twenty, at least minus one thirty five minimum. Like it should be priced in right there. Um, I won't be touching it though, even though I'm wearing a Haas sweater or shirt today, um, supporting Haas for the weekend, I guess. But uh, you you were spot on. Hulkenberg is definitely just Mr. Qualifying. But Magnuson, he he can pull it together. If he has a clean race and he doesn't have any issues, he can be up there. Um, I could see him definitely beating an Albon or Logan as long as they don't fuck up, like you said. So, but you can't you can't you can't figure those things in into a bet. So. All right. Well, let's let's go with you. Ah, man. I don't have any bets other than I think Let me see. I'm just checking to make sure. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I actually have nothing that I've bet so far. I have been really just trying to digest the last 2 weeks, trying to look into the data, just trying to get a feel of things. I think the books have kind of priced things pretty sharp. And obviously there's a few bets that I would like to bet, um, but they're not mine. It's one of them is Renegades, and I'll let him speak to that later. Um, but with the fact that there is a chance of rain happening this weekend in FP1, one thing I will say that I am eyeing is Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll is pretty good with driving in the rain. He does have a pretty decent car. Obviously, we've seen what uh, Aston Martin's done. So one that I would be eyeing is definitely either the head-to-head -head against Leclerc at minus 115 or a top three FP... I think it's FP1. I'm trying to get to it right now. The FP1... F, or Free practice one. Uh, let me get to it. Let's see what the odds are. It is plus 175. Those would be the two that I'd be eyeing. That's assuming there is rain um, or any kind of rain. I think that he could probably be a solid just pick for uh, one of those long shots. But I, I would prefer the head-to-head. Um, especially over Leclerc. I think that Ferrari has proven in FP1 sessions that they turned down the engines and in FP2. So, you know, obviously they have reliability issues. So I, I would take my chance more on that one, the head-to-head -head at minus 115 with Stroll over Leclerc. So something just to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, that would be my pick. I honestly have some others that I'd, I'd like to play, but um, I want to give, I'm going to keep that for, for discussion. So, yeah. What do you guys think? You think it's going to rain? Uh, I hope not. I hate, I hate rainy sessions. I don't know. It makes it interesting for watching it, I guess, but uh, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, yeah. if it does rain, and then like you can see it actually raining on TV, then probably Alonso would be a good, a good outright bet to win yeah. free practice because he likes yeah. his glory runs and he's good in the rain. Yeah, no, I I think it's uh, I kind of don't mind seeing it for FP1 just because FP1 is a 
It, w- it would be a wrinkle for the teams because they do like to make tweaks and stuff like that, try to figure out a setup for, like, you know, the wet versus dry is going to be completely different. But it is interesting to see because if it does rain early on and maybe it starts drying out, they might keep the same setup. Maybe teams may not even go out until, like, it kind of dries up a little bit. So it'll be very interesting to see, like, how if it does rain, how much does it rain, and then how will the teams actually play around with their setup. Because normally when it rains and there's expected rain, especially in the following session, they will just actually set the car up for, for wet so they can at least get some data in other areas. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay, well, looks like... You guys are uh, ready for an Australian GP. And just by the way, for everyone, I think we will be live streaming it. It is going to be 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern uh, here in the U.S. And what is that, 3 a.m. in the U.K.? Or 2.30? 6 a.m. I think that's worse. Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. For free practice, but then the actual qualifying and race is at 6. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So, okay, um Renegade, Renegade finally gets a little taste of how how us Americans have to deal with it. <laughs> so, I um, mind if it was like three a.m. I could go and go to sleep. But yeah, six a.m. Yeah. a bit borderline. No, I've the worst is Baku for me. I just, I, yeah, I don't. I I avoid all of it until it's like qualifying a race. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, well, let's, let's keep going. Let's, uh, what are some of the other markets you guys are eyeing? Um, if you've bet one or if you haven't bet one, like what are some of the things that we can give to our listeners? Some of the things we've been talking about, even in discord, I've been seeing a lot of future props. You guys have been just all over like Red Bull. I mean, I'm actually surprised that some of these books are still offering Red Bull props at the odds. They are offering them, even though it's been juiced down big time. So some of uh, one that I took the other day was uh, over 20, 20 and a half wins for Red Bull in the season. I think at plus 200, I think that's a decent enough price. I think it's probably 50-50, whether it happens. I was looking at uh, the Mercedes seasons when they were dominant, and they won. I think it was... A, they didn't win two in that season and there was less races. So I think it's fair enough. Uh, thinking the races that Red Bull couldn't win, Monaco is an obvious one. And maybe Singapore, but it all depends on development. And you never know. And I was looking at... Um, so Lewis Hamilton was saying he's never seen a faster Red Bull, uh, Red Bull before or car before. And yeah. someone did how much faster the Mercedes was per lap when they were dominant. I think it was 2016, and they were like a second a lap faster, and this Red Bull was like 0.6 a lap faster. So it's not quite that dominant, but it's still... We also got to think that when when the Mercedes in those years, they were were racing, and there was not really a... Uh, a second or a third third team like the Ferraris are like right now or the Austin Martins engines even the Mercedes you know like I don't think there was like two other teams that were competing with the Red Bulls at that time 
it's where I can uh, me I'm a Mercedes fan of course I'm gonna back him you know but I feel like there's no comparison between then and now as far as other teams come yeah it is pretty boring then if you've yes, not been yes. around to watch and you think this is boring be around for 12 <laughs> well, I mean it wasn't boring for me or you but I mean it was boring for everyone else yeah. for sure or the or the 2020 season don't go back to that that was unless you're a Mercedes fan, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's there's been some boring seasons, uh, but people the new fans are realizing that. Let's just put it that way. I mean, most are boring, but then you have to wait for that one season. Like I think 2012 was it seven winners, seven different winners in the first seven races. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was really knee deep into it. That was because that's what hyped me into F1 even more because that was also the first year that it. It was at Coda. It was my first year actually attending the race, the inaugural race, all because of that. And um, that was actually why I I had didn't want to vo- I didn't want to root for Red Bull. It was Red Bull and Vettel. I did not like that. I wanted I wanted the under underdog team at the time, and I was always the McLaren Mercedes. I just always drifted to that team with Jensen Button when I first started actually getting into. F1, and then I said, "Well, Mercedes is back. Let's just let's go full on Mercedes." So, and with with them seasons, it it always went to the the last race. I feel like Vettel spun in Brazil when he had to like get fifth, and he was at back of the grid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lewis Hamilton won that race at Coda. That stamped it for me. That was it. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I then that that. That just brings up the whole point of if you think it's boring, you, you're not really paying attention to the rest of the field like some of us are. I mean, yes, we bet some of these game, uh, these matches, but um, when you when you actually pay attention to like the midfield and you you actually get into the involved into that aspect, you start kind of enjoying the race a little bit more. Watch watch them fight. That's that's what I enjoy. So. But yeah, Jinx, what you got, man? Yeah, um, um, you know we're all on the Merce- or the uh, Red Bull dominance here. But um, I mean, the way the books are pricing it, um, you know, it's a little bit disrespectful to Ferrari. Um, I know it's fun to clown on Ferrari, um, but you know, I mean, when Ferrari left here last year, Leclerc had a point lead of you know he had seventy-one points and Max only had twenty-five. Uh, Max had a second DNF last year, and Leclerc sat on the pole, and really, I mean, he lost the lead at the start, but he was able to get it back, and Leclerc was really in control of the race. Um, And now we're seeing uh, Ferrari at a plus 135 to Ashton Martin. Um, And, I mean, we mentioned, you know, they turned down the engines last week at Jetta, but even in qualifying, Leclerc was still able to go second and signs fifth. So, I mean, just to, you know, price... Ferrari that low. I mean, even when Leclerc lost the engine at Bahrain, he was still 10 seconds ahead of Alonso. Um, so books are having a short-term memory, it seems. Totally. I mean, totally. You know, Stroll, Stroll, you know, Stroll's going to do Stroll-like things in the race. Um, you know, you can't trust him. I mean, we saw what he did in 2020 in the pink Mercedes. You know, he was still struggling for top sixes um, in a car that was arguably second best on the field. Yeah, and that's you know, yes, they've I, it's they've priced things well when you want to bet like Red Bull and whatnot. But there's so much overreaction. There's so much overreaction right now, 
the hype is with Aston Martin. Ferrari is crashing and burning, which they kind of are. I mean, yes, I've always said trend is friend, but it's not like it's very rare to see. So didn't this happen last year where they had three straight DNFs? Like Leclerc had three three straight DNFs. It's just it's not common to see that happen three times, uh, three races in a row. It's just not common. If it does happen, it is definitely an anomaly. Um, and then that like goes back to my Norris thing. I think they there's a little overreaction to Norris. If there's if there's anything that happens in the beginning is people will see what they've seen the first two races and just react to that. And the books will react to that as well. Ferrari is definitely getting disrespected. And then next week we'll, or I guess three weeks, we'll come back on the pod and say, wow, Ferrari DNF'd again. That's going to probably happen because we just talked about it. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think that the overreaction thing is definitely something that you're going to see early on with a lot of the books. The pricing though this week has been kind of kind of the same. I'm you know, I don't know if any of you guys use odd checkers, but it kind of goes spans across all the books like from FanDuel, Bet BetMGM, Caesar and all that. Um there really hasn't been a huge discrepancy in odds um that I've seen so far in a lot of these um, and it seems yeah. like they're they're more correct. Yeah, like the week before there was more uncertainty, but it's like the Saudi Arabia race confirmed it. Like Alpine yeah. are good, Red Bull are good. Yeah, yeah. Not and as much angles this week, and it's it's still kind of like a preseason. You know, yes, we've had two races, but I mean what teams are going to start getting their upgrades here next race, the following race, the race after it's not until like Spain where it really takes off for a lot of these teams. We actually start really see things like really truly come into fruition. So, um, yeah, I, I think that'll from base. I'm just looking at all the odds on Pavada and there's a lot of like, when you look at top six, Top three. I mean, they've just juiced up Max, Sergio. We had Sergio Perez for a top three bet, what, in Bahrain at, like, plus odds. Now he's minus 250. That's crazy. Fernando, too, was, like, plus one, what, 75 or something like that. So now we can go the opposite direction, just like what Renegade just did. He went Charles Leclerc, top three, plus 175, and he's probably going to get that. And it sucks, but Vada's at plus 135. Which is annoying. So, um, yeah. I anyone else have any other picks? I mean, the if I'm gonna throw one out there, if this is just gonna be a, this is a, it's not a. I don't. I don't, I don't even think this is a long shot or anything. But Lando Norris plus two hundred, top ten. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm kind of scared of it. I'm really scared of it. But I I feel like we might actually see Lando finally show up this week. I think this is the week he finally shows up. I got one. I know you. Uh, I, I, I was looking at the, the, the qualifying times for the last two races. And um, so it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's on Bet Rivers because that, that was the best odds I could find. Um, 
was looking at uh, Yuki to beat Nick in the qualifying. <clears throat> he has done so far two out of two. Yuki got kind of uh, got a little pep talk by the Alpha Tauri owner saying like we need you to do better. We need more points for Alpha Tauri. And I think that Yuki, you know, I was not so high on him earlier on in, in his F1 career, but I think that he has actually improved in my eyes. I think that he's actually not bad of a driver. I don't know if it's the car. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but uh, I like him to beat Nick in, uh, in the head-to-head -head in the qualifying and add Charles to beat Carlos um, in, the, in, in in qualifying. That, that will give you an even odds. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, you know, you know, Charles beat him last week, even though with the penalty, we all know how mm -hmm. that worked. But uh, oh, the yeah. first race, he, he beat him too. He even had a chance to overtake him in the race as well. I just think that uh, that, uh, that Chuck is doing a lot better, performing a lot better than, than Carlos is so far. So if you yeah. like those kind of plays, uh, it's even money. So you can go ahead to Bet Rivers. Even money. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, while we're here, I'm going to make, I'm going to call out. I'm going to call out a long shot that I forgot that was added. Um, I think it was late last night, and I do like it. So I've been kind of paying attention to pit stops. Obviously, you all know that Lights lights Out loves, loves pit stops, whether it's on PP or price picks, that is, um, or just betting it. He's been spot on for the first two races with the pit stops, and... I think he's on to something for he said he he did say this is just vibes but he does have McLaren fastest pit stop at plus 800 this week. It's it's uh interesting one. It sounds like McLaren has had a lot of pit stop time especially with uh Norris in in the first race. So maybe they actually hit it this time. I'm not sure, but he does have that as a long shot. Uh, let's see. I'm going through a few other picks. Just want to see if anyone. So we got another Charles Leclerc podium in our Discord. Um, did we talk about? Wait, Renegade. Did we talk about Alpine yet or not? Uh, I don't think we have. Oh, how can we do that? Come on. How did we <laughs> see? This is what I was saving it for. This is this is, actually. There's um, one bet the that I made. Here. There's one bet I made. And that's the it's the it's like the default at this point since going back to last year, and it is the the winner of the community bet, Alpine top ten plus one twenty, so or two was two point two two oh four decimal loss yeah something like that. Um, let's 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 we'll talk about it. So I think Let's hear it. at plus money, you have to take it. They're clearly at this stage of development in front of the rest of the midfield. So if none of them DNF, they should get ninth and 10th. But I think it's probably a big ask to think that the top eight, none of them are going to DNF. And are they going to get both their cars in the points over 50% of the time to be profitable? Definitely. And they did it in Saudi Arabia just fine. And there's no reason why they, they shouldn't do it here. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
you don't have to twist my arm. If you can give me top 10 odds at plus for Alpine, I'll take it. And then if they do screw up in qualifying, which we did see a lot last year, I will, I'll just press on it, whatever it becomes. Usually plus 175 up to plus 200 even, you can press on it. I'm just going to do it every time. And I think this is, because in Baku, next race, I think McLaren are going to have their updates, and I'm sure some other teams will have their updates. So it's probably the last time they have that much clear of, a, of an advantage, and they'll probably be odds on by then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, man. I, I think we're better off just waiting um, on Alpine. Um, I mean, from what we've seen, you know, Akon, you generally, you know, feels out the car on Fridays in FP1 and FP2. Um, so books usually price him accordingly. Um, we'll see a little bit of a slide back. I um, mean, even Gasly, I mean, he had, you know, the P19 start in Bahrain. Um, so I, I think even, um, I mean, what we're seeing is even on some books. Some books are seeing plus 120. Um, and that's for both cars. Uh, I think that's just a little bit too, too much to ask for right now. Because, you know, this is, uh, I mean, they're the fifth best team, you know. So at best, you know, if nobody else, has any issues they'll be ninth and tenth that's just a little bit too much for me to ask you know i i would feel comfortable betting gasly or akon you know one of the guys at even odds but for both of them that's a little bit much for me Um, you know i I, i'd just rather you know wait till we get a good you know uh, like one of you know uh, one of the guys messing up and qualifying or practice you know just like a sandbag they, they they they're both sandbaggers in practice i'm we don't want a bad qualifying run for them, but if we can get well, you know a twelfth to fifteenth place run in FP two, you know that that'll give us a probably a better you, price. You on talking it. about Gasly though, or both, both, both of them? Uh, yeah, because I well, mean, I mean well, how, that's, many, how many times did we see Akon last year go you know outside of the top fifteen on Fridays, and then he'd run seventh, eighth in the race? Totally, totally. However, this year it's a little different because FP two Bahrain. Gasly was 7th, Ocon 11th, and in Saudi, FP2 time as well. Gasly, 6th, Ocon, 4th. And well, then yeah, even I mean, in, it, that, that's, what's, that's why I feel like this, the script might be flipping this year, but totally agreed. Like last year, it was that was the pain as I started I, betting it early, and then I'm like, fuck, you can get it for Yeah, Saudis, I mean, we, we, we've seen three races there. That's obviously... Akon's best track, um, you know, his track record there has been, you know, levels compared to his other tracks. Just something about that track really speaks to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I kind of look at that track as an outlier. I mean, because even in 2021, you know, we saw he was, you know, battling with the Mercs. I mean, he's been a top six guy the past two years. And then this year he finished, I believe, eighth. So that one I'm yeah. leaning out. But I mean, just with the top four teams are just, you know, they're, they're ahead. Um, I don't really feel comfortable laying even on both the guys, especially. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, for me, I'm going to take the plus odds on them because the worst, again, worst case scenario in my eyes is, and again, we saw this happen often last year. Um, you know, you get them at plus 120, whatever, plus whatever odds it was at. And then if they did really bad in qualifying, then you can get them at like plus 175, plus 120. So I, I would split up my units typically. That's just because now I've experienced it enough. 
to do that. So I split up my Alpine top tens typically. So, and then I will also wait for when it gets nominated for community bet, which will probably happen. All right. Well, we're we're wrapping up here. Let's go ahead. I think we've talk through just a bunch of the odds uh we will be live streaming so if you do want to join in on some live chat uh definitely come and join us we'll talk through fp1 we can talk about the odds we'll stream i'll be going through telemetry data as well but before we leave i did want to come back to one thing last time we did a podium prediction you remember that delchetto i don't renegade you were there too yeah renegade was there too Chris was the closest so I did. One. Chris, was the closest. Chris, Chris was the closest one. So I, I want to just, I, <laughs> I just want to remind everyone of how bad we were, except for Chris. So Dolcetto, you had, although Dolcetto, you had a, the first two were pretty good. Max Perez and Hamilton. Obviously, Max DNF'd. Perez got first. Hamilton was nowhere to be found. Then. Renegade, you had Max Perez signs, which was, you know, again, we, signs was nowhere to be found. Checo signs and Max was Chris's. What a pick. Yeah. What a pick yes. on that Checo. He got the Checo pick. That's for sure. Yeah. Me, I, I won't even talk about it, but I did want to go against the grain a little bit. I wanted to have fun. I just felt like chalking Max into it. I said, "Let's just have fun with this." So I picked Signs, Checo, and Leclerc. What was that? What was the top three? Checo and what? I've I've already Checo, forgot. Max and uh, and Alonso. Alonso, yeah. Oh, sorry, Max didn't DNF last week. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was fun. Do we want to do this again? Yeah, do we want to try? Let's do this. I'm gonna record everyone's. All right. No, 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 no. Newcomer is here. We have him go first. We got Jinx. Give us your top three. Give us your your top three. All right. Um, I'll go with a shocker for the winner. I'll go with Max to win the race. Um, think he's going <laughs> to sit on the pole. Um, just, I mean, no one's touching that car. Um, second, I will go with maybe a surprise. I'll go with Leclerc. Okay. Um, just, you know, I mean, downforce tricks. I mean, they, they were good on pole, um, just made mistakes in the race. And then third, I'll go Perez. Um, I don't think Ashen um, is going to be able to bring it home. And then um, I will bring up one thing, too. Um, kind of a sleeper pick if you want to bet on signs to not classify. Um, that's just one pick I'll throw out there because he was a little bit of a, a basket case last year here. Okay. Okay. All right. So who's next? I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save mine for last. Actually, now at this point. Go ahead, Renegade. 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 Let's hear yours. So I think it'll be Max, <clears throat> and then Leclerc, and then Alonso, and Perez will DNF, and his dreams for the championship will go off in dust. Are we doing? D- do we want to do DNFs? Do we want to add D- uh, just one? Like who will DNF? Sounds like everyone's picking a DNF. I feel like we should. What was your DNF again, Jinx? Uh, I, I went with Signs. Um, last year he spun um, right. lap two. I believe Kinda he was like battling this. Mick because um, he spun in qualifying as well. He went off. I think it was lap one, and he got like hit into by Daniel Ricciardo, and he went into the 
gravel traps and he got trapped in there. He did have contact, but he, he did spin in qualifying too. There's a reason why he was starting in the midfield. Um, and I mean, Sainz has been known to have lap one incidents. We saw it at Imola. We saw it at Japan. We saw it at Coda. So, I mean, that's four mm-hmm. times last year out of 23 races. So, I mean, we're batting almost, what, 20% there? I mean, a little bit under 20. So, <laughs> not, not yeah. too shabby there. Okay. All right. And then, uh, Lechetto. I'll say, you know, a shocker, Max, Max winner. But I say Alonso will be second. And Sergio's going to be third. Let's say that. Sergio's a third. Okay. Why not? And I will, I will back with Science too, to DNF. Okay. Well, uh, just. See, this is the part where I'm like, I, I know it's just easy to pick Max, so I just kind of want to have fun with this game until the wild outcome actually happens. So I'll keep I'll keep with this trend. I'll say Leclerc wins. All right. I'm going to say Max gets, I'm going to say Checo second. And I'm going to say Alonzo third. And I'm going to say Max DNFs. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Good odds right there. You might get some good odds. I mean, <laughs> I could easily spit out Max can win. That's easy. It's no problem. It's just, that's be, be too... I, I, that's just not fun. I want to have fun. So I want to I try to pick something different. We got three Max podiums. We all know that's definitely going to happen. But I'm going to go Leclerc, Checo, and Alonso. I actually was debating if I wanted to put Russell or... In, in that third spot. That would have been that would have been wild. Yeah. But, like I did Hamilton well, last week. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> Well guys, it's a pleasure. Um again for everyone. The links are gonna be below for our underdog fantasy grid rivals Discord, our website. We're trying to put as much content out there. Please give us some feedback on anything in terms of what you would like to hear, see. I'd love to just hear those feedback. We are trying to improve within every uh, every podcast that we have, and as well as all the stuff that we're building out from our website to all the social medias as well. So you can also follow us um, at our handles, as you can see here. But thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow night. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. guys.